So, yeah, when more than one person has control over what is said in the chat, either it's from personal or from the fanatics or whoever, I mean, it can get a little confusing sometimes. Here we go. Interesting. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. That means it is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. I'm Chris Adams. Here we go. <laughs> and we're coming to you live from the stereo app. You know, actually, here, here's the thing. Right here at the top of this show, that's a really good idea. What if we were to be broadcasting this show live on stereo, like with our phones that are just sitting like right down here below us, if we just broadcasted live, so the microphone's picking us up for YouTube while the phone's picking us up for stereo, that's not a bad idea. I mean... Input... I thought about it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, got, I don't really have any criticism to that idea right now. Um, I'm not saying we should do it right this second, but. Well, yeah, probably something we should have done like two minutes ago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, literally five minutes. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone doing tonight? I mean, it's been, it's been a couple of weeks. We missed uh, last week's, but. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened. Some uh, some uh, giant uh, bulls have been supered, um, or they really weren't supered. Let's say <laughs> they kind of just <laughs> there wasn't too much to that, huh? It went <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it was a modest Cat bull. Being on the bed was more exciting than that. <laughs> it was a mod no. Uh, apparently, there's this guy named Tom Brady who got another uh, Super Bowl ring or whatever. Okay, he's got so many rings on his hand. He's gonna look like the Mandarin. He could be fighting Iron Man at this point. Like seriously, <laughs> our, guy, our guy Garth in the chat might have something to say about that. But other other than that, uh, yeah, good, good, good for you, Tom Brady. Nice. Um, yeah. So other than the big game that happened this past Sunday. Um, I mean, not much else in development. Uh, the, the one thing I thought was funny, and I can't remember if I told you about it, but I was reading this article about the, uh, during the big game, I guess like uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter or so, uh, there was a guy that ran out on the field. And he, he was like streaking, but he was wearing clothes, so he wasn't streaking. Um, but he was wearing like this pink top that had like an adult <laughs> website. He was streaking, but COVID safe. Yes. Well, he was. He was wearing a mask. I mean, <laughs> so he was wearing this bright pink top that would obviously would get your attention because it's bright and flashy, and it had like an adult website on there. Um, so he got tackled by security, which the video of him getting tackled is awesome. Uh, but he got so he got arrested for I think it was like misdemeanor trespassing, and he got out on a five hundred dollar bond. My thought on this. He paid $500 to run out on the field during the Super Bowl to advertise this website. $500 during the game. While companies are 
paying over $5 million during a commercial break for 30 seconds. This guy is the smartest businessman ever. <laughs> I don't know if any, so, any company is like willing to put somebody in a position where they have something on their uh, criminal record. Some booty. <laughs> uh, actually, no. So I did read up on that. That was like the fun like little joke or something. But um, I did read up that he was actually an employee for like another guy who, um, yeah, something like that. Uh, so some guy bet him money, paid him like that, an exuberant amount of money like that uh, for him to go run out on the field to do that. So he paid $500 to bail himself out of jail, and he made, uh, apparently according to Camshaft, he made uh, $375,000. And he has to have misdemeanor on his record? Mwah, okay. <laughs> like That's some smart business right there. So what you need to do now is you need to invest it so you never have to actually take one of those bets ever again. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, may I recommend uh, GameStop, GameStop or Do Dogecoin, whatever the heck that is. Uh so uh I actually I actually did put some money into Dogecoin. Uh <laughs> my uh well my stock app had like two dollars and fifty cents uh just sitting there that I had nothing to do with, and Dogecoin was like a uh, it was like five cents a share. I was like, uh, I'll buy two dollars and fifty cents worth of Dogecoin. So I think I've watch got like thirty nine shares. Yeah, watch turn around at you like two million dollars somewhere down the line. That'd be hilarious. Oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. I don't yeah, think so. I'm just waiting for a new uh, fellow Austinite Elon Musk to talk about Dogecoin again, even though uh, apparently Tesla just bought like 1.5 million or billion or whatever of uh, Bitcoin. So I guess he's not going to be talking about Dogecoin anymore. But anyways. <laughs> uh, so, um, yep. Yeah. Hmm. Car says, which one of you will be running out in a Cinefinet Speedo at the next big sports event? Uh, whichever one of us gets bet $375,000 to do it. Yeah, whoever's got that chain, uh, I'm running easily. So, anyways, uh, everyone in the chat, thank you all for being here. Uh, I see Garth, Vernon, Camshaft, thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, I see the Let's Get Ready Network. Is that Shug? That's Shug. Yeah, Shug Knight there. Shug. The only uh, show night that matters. Because <laughs> the other one is... <laughs> Who? Huh? Who? What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh -huh. Anyways, thank y'all for joining us tonight. It's been a great content. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is going to be one of those weird episodes where we don't know what we're doing. We're actually on top of it tonight, so it's fantastic. Uh, if y'all have content any questions, is great. The content is good. The content <laughs> is good. If y'all have any questions, comments, anything, there is the streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. Drop in those questions, comments. If you just feel like throwing change up there, uh, fantastic place to do it at. Uh, yeah, do that. There is a super chat available on YouTube also if you prefer that route as well. Um, Patreon.com slash Cinefanatics. Uh, let's do an update on Patreon, what's going on this month. Uh, we started a new month. I believe this is the first time doing tagline in the month of February. So some updates that we have going on okay. at the... Which which tier is the uh, the one that begins with a two and ends with a five? 
Which tier? <laughs> that would be the Maverick tier. Okay. At the Maverick tier on our Patreon, uh, you are allowed to join us for movie trivia, like, scrimmage sessions uh there's one guarantee per month we are working on trying to figure out like how to like spontaneously do some extras as well just if we want we'll just push them out there uh but there is one guarantee this month that is going to be on wednesday the 17th uh probably going to be like around nine central something like that it's not broadcast live it's a private uh stream yard you can just join us uh vernon and garth uh joined us uh last month for it and we had a good time with it so uh yeah come back hip hop on hip hip hop Hip-Hop Anonymous? Damn you, you give him the easy ones. Really? <laughs> I can't talk, as always. Just because your name is uh, Rob. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> uh, anyways, hop on the Maverick tier. You could join us for that. At the Do tier on up, uh, that you are able to join us for movie watch-alongs. That will be on the 27th of this month. It is the last Saturday of this month. It is the Saturday right before coming to america comes out so we will be enjoying coming to america one <laughs> we will be enjoying the first one come hang out with us that's the due tier that's a five dollar tier or higher you'll be able to come join us for that watch along we'll be and watching coming one america coming one america <laughs> yeah that's a good one uh what's going on tyler hey, how are you doing it? um Anyways, that's it for the the Patreon stuff coming Ooh. up. As far as I know, there's going to be some Star Wars questions in the in the uh, scrimmage this month. Ooh, that might be Ooh. fun. I, I might fun. I might know some things about the uh, Star Wars. Hey, get out of there! <laughs> the bed. <laughs> that's your domain. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. So pay no attention to the cat on the off screen. <laughs> uh, see, this coming Friday is WandaVision, episode six. Uh, these are getting better and better. This is yep. getting so good. I absolutely love the direction this show's going and having a lot of fun uh, talking about it afterwards is has been great. We've gone from like kind of like conspiracy theories or Easter eggs, trying to figure out what's going on to now we kind of have an idea of what's going on, but like, how's it all piecing together and what could it mean in the long run? So Friday night, come back here. We will be doing the live uh, review Easter egg breakdown, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be fun because this next episode is going to be a hoot nanny. That's not a word that most people typically use still. Well, we're in Texas, hoot nanny. I'm tired uh, of these dang shenanigans. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Garth is pointing out that I'm glitching tonight. Uh, so, yeah, we fixed one problem. We fixed his glitching out because he's now hardwired into the router. Uh, I am not because typically from what I've been able to understand, I haven't really glitched uh, just because I'm closer. But now that he's hardwired in, of course I'm glitching, which means that I'm going to say like things and do weird gestures, and you're going to see me freeze like, And, but no one's talking, so that's boring. Anyways. I wonder if I do this. 
Let's let's just test everything live on air. Let's just go ahead and do it. This is the direction of the show tonight. We're cinefanatics talking about doing stuff, testing our technology. Okay, he's completely frozen. So apparently I am not... Con we're, we're good, Vernon. We're good. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're doing, don't do that because now you are glitching out really bad on my end. Also, let's not play with this while we're live. Let's talk about some movies. <laughs> well. <clears throat> Go back to, to where you were if you changed anything. I, already. Just keep going. Yep. So, personally, what's been going on? What's been going on with you? Anything you want to talk about? There's nothing. There's not been too many things since the uh, last time you guys seen. So, ugh, I can't talk. Nothing's been going on. Uh, the uh, physical therapy's doing, been doing well for me. I think it's helping. So that's the update there. You have been moving around a lot better since since starting that. So yeah, I think I have better range here in the in the neck, but the muscles still pull every now and then. That's cool. Um, so for me, I got new lights. So hopefully this looks a little bit better when it's not choppy or and and or. Uh, like pixelating on y'all's end. Uh, so new lights, new setup. I want to accentuate the light behind me a lot more because now you've got this like purplish light back there that's kind of, it's kind of being bleached out by the lights that I have right here because it's a small room. So <laughs> really can't see it. Uh, speaking of lights though, my car battery light came on tonight on the way home from work. And I have no idea what that means. Exactly, Lola. Yeah, <laughs> she had she had some chime in. Uh, that usually means that you have an issue with your battery. Uh, might be either needing to be charged or replaced. Probably replaced. Oh, okay. Was that what you were trying to say? Hey. Yes, I'm a cat translator. I speak cat, and that's exactly the words she was using. Hey, dummy, rush your battery. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> how do you know so much about cars? Oh, let's see what I'm here all day. What else is she going to do? She's on the internet learning about cars. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. What is the cat going to do? <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah, uh, if y'all want, do the, uh, that, that was kind of fun from last time. If y'all want to donate any to the Streamlabs Super Chat, uh, donate in with like maybe an idea for an impression. Or if you're already familiar with what impressions uh, my brother does that I do not, uh, just request like a scenario, be like uh, Christopher Walken ordering McDonald's or something. If you want to hear him try to do something like, like that. I like this because there's opportunities to practice and get better at the impressions that I feel like I can do to a degree. Mm -hmm. uh, but also what's fun is if they, uh, if they send in like the stream lab or whatever and try to stump us with a new one, like, Hey, Chris, I want you to try uh I don't very old and talking to his henchmen about meeting everybody. And then I have to turn down my mic. And then you're just straight up quoting the professional. <laughs> so, That's because I'm professional. Good job, sir. Uh, anyway, speaking of professional, 
in your career as a YouTuber talking about movies, what movies have you caught up on over the past, like, I guess, couple of weeks? Oh, well, I mean, over the last few days, I know that uh, I caught up on a few movies that we might need to catch up on for an upcoming ranking video that we will be doing. I believe you caught uh, up on some of those same movies, too. Yeah, so uh, we'll let the uh, cat out of the bag. <laughs> uh, so we've had to catch up on a couple of Muppet movies for a Muppet ranking video that we have coming to the channel pretty soon. Uh, in honor of Muppet, the Muppet show is uh, going to be coming to Disney+, Plus. so we decided to rank some Muppet movies. Uh, so that will be coming. Speaking of the ranking videos, uh, a new change is happening. The ranking movie, the ranking videos I was trying to keep released on Wednesday as we get started with them, I am moving it. We will now be releasing the ranking videos on Thursday. So it's going one more day out. Uh, this coming Thursday will be the next one. And uh, yeah. This coming Thursday is going to be in honor of Valentine's Day. It's going to be our top 10 rom-coms. Yes, that's right. This Thursday, in honor of Singles Awareness Day, it will be our top 10 rom-coms. That is rom-coms for sad day, which is redundant because that's there's already a day in sad. So it's Singles Awareness Day day. I need, sad I need day a woman. Day. I need a woman. <laughs> well... You can show her some of these uh, rom-com movies that are in our rom-com list because these are movies that hopefully they want to see too, and we like watching them also. Wow, that's a genius thought. How are you also still single? I, I got a cat. <laughs> that's that's fair. A cat is basically like being in a relationship. And that's about <laughs> is that a that that. Oh. So right of Chucky's on the list. I mean, maybe. Not mine. Yeah, not my list. Anyways, um, so the other thing I wanted to also introduce is I want to get I want to get a little more uh, interaction with the chat. So a new feature I want to add to the tagline uh, going forward is those of y'all in the chat. What's a movie that y'all seen recently? In a new movie, an old movie. What's a movie you've seen for the first time, basically, uh, over the course of the past week or so uh, that like you want to mention that you want to talk about, uh, I mean, like Vernon's bringing up Bride of Chucky. So I'm pretty sure he's seen that multiple times already, but that's, it's actually a really good, uh, child's play movie. Very satirical kind of takes like a hard right turn from how the child's play movies have been before where they've just been straight up horror. Now it's gone more into that comedy. It actually is a rom-com. If you kind of think about it, it's a horror, horror rom-com. Can you call it a horror rom-com? A what, a, a what rom-com? Well, I'm trying to shorten the word horror, but shorting the word no. horror is whore. And word of advice. Sound right. Word of advice. Don't do that. <laughs> Let's not call it that. <laughs> anyway, um, Garth has seen all the movies. <laughs> um, or nothing you haven't seen before. No, I, uh, okay. I can't read either. So, what else have y'all seen lately over the past couple of weeks? Uh, while we do that, Chris, what are you doing? I'm sitting here. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to see like how we can vamp some uh, a bit while uh, we wait for the 
really awkward uh, delay between us talking and the chat catching up. Um, this one, okay, so here's a good one. Terminator Dark Fate. We, we, we got a response now. You can pay attention. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, now, here's the thing. Like, uh, that movie, I actually didn't think Dark Fate was that bad. Like, it's better uh, than it's better than a lot of the uh, more recent Terminator movies for sure. Like, uh, Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Yeah. Um, it was really. I, I thought it was decent, but I think the problem with it was the failure of just no one was interested in that franchise anymore because of Genesis. I mean, the story really didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was trying to, I guess, like signify a new person that need that they need to be paying attention to, a new hero, but it just my, my, it just didn't put it up high enough for us to my, care. My, my problem is is like that's a that's an okay route to go, but it's like a little too little too late. If you wanted to go that route, you should have gone that route like maybe three, four movies ago. <laughs> And trying to do it now after you've had some duds, it's man, it kills all momentum for that for that franchise. I don't see them making another one anytime soon. Well, here's the thing: like in, in regards to like story, that that's kind of like what they were doing with uh, Terminator Three, uh, where the Terminator, the TX, was coming back. She was more focused on going after like all the people that were going to be John Connor's deputies right-hand men and women, whatever. The the TX was more more interesting going after them. If the TX happened to come across John Connor, then cool, I'll shoot him for bonus points. But it was more going after the colonels that work under John Connor. Uh, so that's kind of where I feel like this was trying to go, is that the Terminator's coming back to go after this other person that has some kind of something to do with helping to save the world later on in the future. So yeah. yeah, like you were saying, they should have introduced that movies ago. They, they kind of were leaning towards that concept of a couple of movies before, but it just didn't really grasp back then either. So. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. It looks like that's what everyone's has for movies. Uh, let's, let's get into some movie news. You ready to talk some movie news? Let's talk some movie news. That's what we're here to do. Movie news. There's a card or something that says movie news on it. Tagline. Yes. Tag, you're it. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, so during that big uh, bowl that was supposed to be super... They dropped. They didn't drop too many movie trailers this year. I was really hoping for more movie trailers, but I mean, given what we've been going through, of course, we haven't gotten any movie trailers at all, and no one wanted to really spend over again, like I was saying, five over five million for like a thirty-second ad. No, no one was wanting to really pony up that much money for that big of a of a slot because typically your movie trailers are going to be like anywhere from like minute, minute and a half, two minutes, two and a half minutes. Or so for a good proper trailer, no one was wanting to to drop that that amount of coin for 
for that when you're still unknown of when that movie might actually come out and be released. Uh, again, looking back at uh, Fast and Furious 9, they spent a ton of money on this concert and trailer premiere and then ended up delaying the entire movie a year, which essentially that means that that entire marketing amount was blown for nothing. <laughs> I mean, that was cool. Nice trailer and all, but now you've got to do it again because the movie's now going to be coming back out a year later. So I understand like not a lot of people were wanting to spend like big amounts of cash on it. Uh, but we did actually get, we got a trailer for a new M night Shyamalan movie. Uh, this one was old, which I guess is like a follow-up from uh, glass was his last one, which uh, glass was kind of, eh. Okay. I mean, it was okay. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, this one looks kind of interesting, and I know the joke that I made on Twitter about it is like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan watches WandaVision also, uh, in so much that it looks like it, it it's these people on a beach, and just being on this beach causes you to age rapidly. Like the kids are going from like little kids to a uh, to Nat Wolf all of a sudden. So, man, I can't wait to find out what the uh, twist is to this movie. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's, I guess it's supposed to be a twist. There. Like, we all still expect some kind of like massive twist. Even though M Night Shyamalan really, I would have to say, really hasn't been that big on twists. I mean, other than like what the Sixth Sense and the Village both had uh, twists to them. I mean, the Sixth Sense obviously is the pinnacle of movie twists. The rest of them really haven't been that twisty. Uh, he's had some here. I mean, signs had some kind of a twist. Uh, the twist on signs was that the aliens are, are they don't like water. So they're trying to take uh, over a planet that's 75% water. I hope you all uh, saw signs. Um, then there's like a slight twist in the happening. Kind of. Uh, he's had, he's had twists. Some of them better than others, but I would say that, uh, I say it even more recently. I mean, the split splits twist was that it was part of the unbreakable universe. Yeah. You didn't necessarily know that until you saw Bruce Willis sitting in that, in that restaurant, which so. that was, actually that, that was actually a pretty cool little twist on that one. So, um, so like this one is going to be a part of the same universe as the village or lady in the water. Is that where we're headed with this one? Maybe it's the aliens from Signs that are making people age. But then why are they all on a beach next to water? I don't know. The problem is that I feel like I'm not shot himself in that corner. So if it doesn't have a twist, it was just like, oh, I really just wanted to tell a straightforward story this time. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, but the ending left me kind of meh. So, meh. Meh. I don't know. It looks interesting. Uh, the pacing of the trailer I thought was really weird. So I don't, I, I, I'll have to watch like a trailer that isn't shortened down to be a Super Bowl spot, <laughs> to be, a, excuse me, to be a big game spot. Uh, and then yeah, wasn't, that like, wasn't it like 30 seconds? Yeah, it was, it just, it was just real quick. And I was like, oh, you're just throwing a whole lot at me. I really think that they should have had a slow paced trailer that ended with the kid coming out from behind the rock, being an adult and like, what, what just happened? What? And just end it right there. Leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more. That's how it works. They didn't do that. 
Speaking of which, that's going to do it for tonight. We'll see y'all next week where we'll talk about Keanu Reeves being Craven. Just all kidding. right. Here we go. Where's the... There you go. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> Why, hello there, man. The, the twist is that it might be good. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Split was actually pretty good. Split was... Split had a really good story to it. I thought it was a really good movie. The ending yeah. was a little weird, but, I mean... Otherwise, I split. I really mm-hmm. like Split. I I didn't like its follow up, but I like Split. Yeah, Glass Glass. I just I don't feel like Glass like measured up as high as Split or Unbreakable. So yeah, no. Um, yeah. So uh, we also had a Fast Nine trailer in there too, which showed just a little bit more than we've seen before. But it's like the uh, hey, remember this movie's still coming at some point. We pushed it back a year later, and we still don't know if it can come out yet. So at some point, we should be expecting to get that movie. But they just did a little uh, little refresher in their big game spot this year. Nothing too extravagant. Nothing like setting up an entire concert with uh, Vin Diesel and, and whatever. <laughs> uh, I think when, when they do really solidify the idea of when that movie's going to come out is when the second like they solidify it, that's when we'll see the next trailer. Uh, I have no doubt that there's a full-fledged trailer already just waiting for them to just hit a button and it gets released out to the world. They're just trying to nail down exactly when they want to release this movie. Um, I don't know how, like exactly what you're waiting for on that. Like, Are you waiting for like numbers to come back on how many people have had the vaccine. Are you waiting to see like someone else? Like, uh, like last fall, a lot of people were kind of waiting to see uh, who was going to come out first. Was it, I, I believe it was down to between Tenet and Wonder Woman. We're kind of going back and forth in like April and yeah. or not April in August. And they were trying to figure out like wh- who's going to come out first. And neither one of them wanted, they wanted to, the other one to be the tester. Like, Tenet, you come out first, and then we'll see if we want to release our movie at that time, too. So I believe, like, Fast 9 is probably going to be one of those where they they might want someone else to release in the theater first and then kind of, like, test the waters. Uh, the nice thing about that is you got something like Warner Brothers and HBO Max doing the whole day and date with releasing movies in the theater, but also on the HBO Max uh, streaming app website. So yeah. that might that might help be a good test just to see how it is. And Mark just thinks F9 is still planned for April 1st. Ha-ha! April Fools! It's not yeah. coming out. <laughs> but we're almost like a month, a month and a half away from there. And we just got this little this little bit from the from the big game <clears throat> that Which, said it's coming to theaters. It just didn't say when, but it did solidify it is coming to the theater. So Which, to be fair, like, I don't know if I really want a whole lot more from a trailer for that movie. I think that I'm, per- I mean, for a Fast and Furious movie, most general audiences, as long as they know one's coming out, they're pretty much game for it. What you need is just a little bit of a trailer to kind of show, okay, this is where the story's going to go in this movie. This is the plot of this one, which I know a lot of, you don't go to Fast and Furious anymore for plot, but you still like to know who the characters are involved and why they're involved and what they're doing and all that. Uh, that's that's probably just a little bit of what I need is, okay, what's the actual storyline of this movie going to be besides, hey, Dom's brother, who we haven't met in the previous eight movies, uh, just randomly showed up in this one. So, cool. I'm going to watch it either way, but what's what's the story? Why is he there? 
Yeah, sure. It's something to do with Charlie Theron, but I, I believe uh, they're teamed up and working together. <laughs> real quick, over on the Streamlabs, Garth says, I have a request for a new impression. I'd like one of you to Jerry Beauty and Lee Weapon. The light is held up to his arm for a long time, and he doesn't flinch in pain. He just smiles. No? Then how about Busey ordering meatball subs and point break? <laughs> Which one of those do you want to do? I'm throwing this to you. Um, I was like, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that familiar with the dialogue of either of those scenes, unfortunately, but enough anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, those are all like, I would say pre Gary Busey, just going crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's not much, there's not much to Gary Busey at that point in his career. He was just kind of just a, just a straight acting guy. He, he might talk a little fast. He might be a, a a little a little low in what he's saying and a little straightforward, but he made sense and he got to the point. And I sound like a president more than I do a, a early '90s Gary Busey. Now, after uh, he kind of like went a little cuckoo or whatever it was, um, and he developed this Gary Busey the character, that might be a fun one to try to do. Take it away, Chris. <laughs> you are a jerk. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to pull uh, dialogue from those scenes directly either off the top of my head. I just it's kind of hard to pull dialogue from from movies I haven't seen in a minute off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, I don't know how you. I can you, look like you, him. You're getting the face down. Um, <laughs> just here. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually tried Gary Busey. Uh, Sometimes you just gotta put yourself in the center of the of the whirlwind, man, and you just gotta you just gotta feel the breeze blowing the seagull against your face. And when that happens, you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta take the giraffe and ride it into an, an abyss beyond your wildest dreams. I don't know. I, I got it's Actually, nothing like the scenes you were talking about, but that's about as close as I'm gonna get to Gary Busey right now. My throat hurts now. That's awesome. Uh, that actually sounded pretty good. Now, uh, of course, we were. Uh, I'm okay. We may have been tricked oh. here. Fair, very fair. Um, I'll go get a lighter. For third. Yeah. Anyways, so it's just the sitting here doing that thing. Oh, Garth, you fooler! <laughs> Thank you for always, the streamlapse, though. Always be fooling out there. Oh. Anyway, uh, tell me about this Transformers movie, because I know nothing uh, about this. You, you brought this up to me, actually. Yeah, so uh, they've announced that, I guess, the the next Transformers movie is going to be called Transformers Beast Alliance, and it's going to have a connection, supposedly, to uh, Transformers Beast Wars, which I guess this is what the cartoon looked like. Ooh, I never watched the graphic right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, what was it, Reboot? In fact, I, if I remember correctly, I believe it's the same animation studio that did Reboot that does Beast Wars. Uh, so, I mean, weird 90s computer graphics aside, this is supposed to be taking place after Bumblebee. So it's still in the same vein of Bumblebee. I can't remember. I, I don't think this... The Bumblebee movie does, isn't really connected to the other Transformers movies, I believe. 
They were very loose. That's a good, good question. I think I can't remember, but I believe they were very loosely connected, if at all. They just it, Bumblebee just looked so much better. Bumblebee was the best Transformers movie we've had so far. The fight on yeah. Cybertron, the way they looked, the way they talked, and moved, and just uh, everything about that movie was good. Haley Steinfeld, uh, who will not be in this next one, they are looking at. Uh, bringing in another main human actor, uh, which is probably it's probably going to be Mark Wahlberg again. <laughs> when you want to no. change up your actor, but you don't want to do it properly, just bring in Mark Wahlberg. Just bring what? him in. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so we can do that impression. That that was easy. Uh, yeah. Right. So again, I didn't watch the Beast Wars cartoon. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I wasn't a huge Transformers fan when I was a kid either, but I do like them. I know enough about them. I know enough about the lore to appreciate them. And I also know enough about them to know that the last Transformers movies were just terrible. <laughs> but I guess you don't need to know Transformers to kind of pick that one out. Uh, the first Transformers movie was pretty good, but easily Bumblebee is the best. And... So I like I know a lot of people love the Beast Wars cartoon. There's a there's a huge fan base for it, and bringing it in and, and connecting it with the Bumblebee movie might be a step in the right direction. The only thing I'm that I I don't like about it is I kind of wanted to see it was a Travis Knight that did that directed Bumblebee. I kind of yeah. would like it if they brought him back to do this next one because he got everything perfectly right with Bumblebee. That's the thing. When you, see a, when you see a director do a, a, a very game job, you want to see them come back and, and do it again. But I don't know. the For the Transformers franchise, I think it's all kind of like about as up in the air as X-Men was there for a while. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. We want to reboot this thing? Yeah, probably. No, I feel like we should do a sequel. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do a movie that could be a reboot and a sequel or a sequel. I don't know how to use words. It could be one of those two things. So let's just make that movie. And I think that's what they did with Bumblebee. So this might be more of the same kind of situation. Um, so it's, I'm trying to remember who's doing the, uh, the next one. I think it's a, uh, uh, what's his face who did uh, uh Cree two. Was it Capel? Oh, Capel. Uh, uh, is it Stephen Capel jr? Yes. Schmodown. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's on guys. I just, I just, I just pulled it by looking in this direction. Yeah, um, I was trying to look it up on Wikipedia, but like Wikipedia just says the future of Bumblebee. We don't have any plans. I'm like, you have a movie coming out. Why are you not talking about the one that's coming out? Someone is not up to date on editing the Bumblebee Wikipedia page. Uh, Gosh, Who's, whose job is that? Come on, you're falling short. You, you don't you get paid for this. Yeah. Let's not talk about how much money uh, Wikipedia needs because they will always be telling us. The if everybody donated two dollars, we will ask you this again next year. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I like Travis and what he did with Bumblebee. I kind of want. I, I am. I did like Creed two. I thought Creed two was good. So I'm kind of eager to see what uh, was it Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, Capel, Capel, I, Capel, what he could potentially do with a Transformers franchise as well. So it might Look, still be good, but 
the situation with the Transformers franchise is they could bring in almost any director and just kind of throw them into it and go, hey, do your best. I'm sure it won't be any worse than their last few movies were. Um, and they might come out with something halfway decent. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I do acknowledge the tenacity of, uh, was it Paramount that has Transformers? Um, just their undying desire to make some kind of success from this franchise still. And that, that needs to be admired or at least acknowledged in some capacity. Um, admired might not be the right word, but regardless, they, they don't give up and good job. Good job. Paramount. <laughs> good job. Good job. Golf. Good job. Even better. Just fantastic. Look, and Garth was sitting here at the beginning of the show worried that he wasn't going to be able to pop out with some good puns. Man, you are killing it tonight. I'm just... What's what's up with this next story? Uh, next story is... We're finally getting a sequel to Cloverfield. Yes! Can we get that already? Huh? No, not officially. We got uh, supposedly other movies that take place in the... Cloverfield Cinematic mm. Universe. It's Pacific Rim, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> uh, uh, w- oh, what's the other one? Uh, Pacific Rim oh, 2. No. The one where she steps to the playground and she becomes the monster over in Korea. Oh, Colossal. Colossal, yeah. I was like, Anne Schmodown. Hathaway. Yeah. Schmodown. Hey, it was within 15 seconds. We as a team got it, so I mean, that's a win right there. Anyways, come join us for uh, movie trivia scrimmages on patreon.com slash thematics at the Maverick tier. That will help be him train so I'm not carrying the team. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, anyways, Cloverfield 2 is coming out, and... It looks like they're going to dive more into this world without going the route of the original did the found footage. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. It, it sounds like what they're going to do is like a literal sequel to the first Cloverfield movie. Uh, what I'm hoping for is it might dabble a little in what was happening on in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like, if it could connect that movie to this as well. Because 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't that bad at all. Like, I thought it was a nice little thriller. But yeah. it didn't it didn't have the same, like, feel and rush that the original Cloverfield had. Um, and then if it could not include anything from the Cloverfield Paradox, that would just be great. Like, let's just ignore that one. <laughs> well, I, like, I like the notion that they wanted to create, not a universe, but they wanted to create these ancillary stories that are loosely connected to this big event that happened in the first movie. And they kind of want to go different. But the thing is, is that I don't think we've had enough of what that story was and what it could be. So it's nice to me that they want to go ahead and make a sequel to Cloverfield, because I think for me, it's like, finally, why, why didn't you do that to begin with? Like build out the main the main series, like give me like a trilogy, give me like a Cloverfield trilogy that covers what's going on. Why are these creatures here? Who are they? Uh, I love the, uh, the found footage perspective of the first one, but give me perspectives from different 
areas maybe of the same event or give me like the sequel to that event, whatever continues to happen. Just build out that your foundation of a story and then do the fun little, Hey, we're going to tell this story over here and it's kind of connected. And we're going to tell this story up in space over here. And that's connected, even though you probably don't want it to be, you know, all that, all that stuff. I think that's, I, I hate to say like, let's look at, you know, Star Wars as an example, but Star Wars has built out its main series of movies. You know, the main plot line to Star Wars, the whole Skywalker saga and all that. Now, everything else that comes out is built off of the world that exists within the Skywalker saga. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. Build out your Skywalker saga of your Cloverfield movies until Luke shows up at the end. And it's all still tied back into Skywalker all over again. I feel like this one really got away from me somewhere. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what they were trying to do is they were trying to build out like an entire world, but yeah, I, I agree. We should have seen a sequel to this way long ago. <laughs> like I, I, I fine if they went the 10 Cloverfield lane, but they really should have had it planned to do the sequel to Cloverfield much sooner to just keep it relevant. Keep it on track. I'm still happy that we're going to get the sequel now, but this has been a long time that we've all had questions as to exactly what the heck is going on. So where'd this monster come from? Why is it just now here or whatever? Yeah. When did the first Cloverfield come out? It was 2010, right? 2007. I think it was, was it 2007? 2007. Yeah. Movie release dates. Let's see. Uh, why am I thinking 2008 now? It's like, oh, seven. Oh, wait, it's not 10. It's not 2010. Oh, 2008. Yeah. 2008. I was yeah. one year old. Yeah, Always when you're off. Um, so it came out in 2008, and we're now in 2021, and they're planning a release of this probably, what, next year? Year after that? Mm-hmm. This is, like, super, like, pre-production right now. Um, so that's a, that's about, what, 10? Not 10. It's, like, 15, 20? Well, it's 13 years right now, so. 13. So 13 years. So... 14, almost 15 years by the time it comes out. Congrats. Uh, they might tie Avatar with their sequel. <laughs> How long between the sequels? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and yet, for some reason, I'm still more interested in the Cloverfield sequel than I am Avatar 2. So, who knows? <laughs> and that's what's sad with Avatar being the, like, the highest grossing movie. Uh, like You would have thought like they would have cranked out that sequel a lot faster. But apparently, James Cameron just doesn't care. Just, he's got new no he, no he cares too much <laughs> James Cameron, you just need to understand sometimes that perfection is the enemy of progress and mm -hmm. you need to just get it out there even if it's not perfect because trust me it won't be perfect yeah well that's what i'm worried about with at least the next avatar movie so um yeah. yeah so that's what we're saying the chlorophyll sequel might come out before the avatar sequels at this rate, yeah, kind of. But, but, but I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm eager for this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I will say this. Cloverfield doesn't have a theme park in Disney World. Yeah. So, haha, joke's on you. Cloverfield Avatar's beating you somewhere. <sighs> Wait till the uh, come ride the Clover ride at Tom and. I'm Danny's letting you join this one. No, travel, travel amusement park or something. It's a traveling amusement park. Sets up in Walmart parking lots nationwide. Yeah. Hashtag ride the clover. <laughs> ride the clover. 
Um, <laughs> and here we got Garth is just going away with it again, fantastically. Clover Lane to Cloverfield Lane. Oh! The next Cloverfield needs Cloverfield Riders. I like that one. That one's a good one. That's good. And yeah, apparently, watching you to try watching you try to do math is more painful than your neck pain. Uh, it definitely makes my head hurt worse than the headache I woke up with the other day. So, yes, that is correct. Yeah. Um, moving on. The next moving story that on. we've got on the list is some Justice League stuff was released. Uh, let's see. So a clip was released of. It looks like Steppenwolf is just going to town uh, some Amazon butt. That's Your one way to phrase that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out like the most like PC sounding way of saying that. He was he was wrecking fools, it looks like. Um, no. The, so they showed us a clip of uh, Steppenwolf taking his big old axe and swinging it around at the Amazonians and uh, chopping off heads and spilling blood left and right. It's like, okay, just so you know, we're trying Which to earn that you R rating. <laughs> you didn't see that clip? Yeah, they're I trying saw to a earn clip. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Go back and rewatch it. No, yeah, they're trying to earn that R rating right there. It was it 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 was trying to show you that uh Snyder is doing something different with the Justice League this time around and is really trying to lean into that that R rating. It's uh definitely more violent, definitely a little bit more brutal. Um, and uh, saw, like he didn't throw a horse at him or something like that. Yeah, he grabbed. He, so they were all riding horses, and uh, he took like the the strings or whatever from their arrows because they were trying to hold on to him. He grabbed them and then just flung them on their horses over. It was a really, it was just an odd clip. It was like it was black and white. It was yeah, like what Garth says. It's kind of lame. The editing. This is the editing bay with bad resolution focus. So it, it didn't feel like a legit release of a clip. It felt like somebody was like, I'm going to take a video on my phone real quick and just put it out. That's what it felt like. But it was followed up with like a little like teaser trailer of a teaser trailer of a teaser trailer saying that uh, February 14th is going to be when we'll get the next Justice League Snyder Cut trailer. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe we have a, a trailer to look forward to doing a, a reaction to, but uh, I mean, for the most part, it's it is it looks like here here's something. How, yeah, how do I see that much? Um, I don't. He zoomed in enhanced. Yeah, I zoomed in enhanced. Enhance. I don't have an explanation for how I saw that much. I just know what I saw. And why is your cat staring at the wall again? I don't know. <laughs> she does that um so along with that we also got uh so a couple of days ago we got the that first image of jared leto as joker it was him holding up the card to like the camera he was blurry but you saw the card perfectly clear which i don't know why they did that like we give a damn about what the card looks like i want to see him like they did that on purpose i know it looked uh, like they the, gave uh, us the Heath Ledger one Look kind of like the old the old Heath Ledger. Yeah, uh, where he was holding, but he was holding the card like up here. Um, yeah. So today they released new pictures. 
and we actually got a good, clear look as to how he and his Joker is going to look. And this looks fantastic. I I really like what they're going with here. Uh, I like it a lot more than what they did with him before because there's no damage scratched into his head. I will say, mm-hmm. do you know what this Joker reminds me of, though? The um, crow? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, definitely. Uh, but... It reminds me of the Joker from that storyline where he uh, cut off his own face and then reattached it. Oh yeah, he, um, obviously he he doesn't have his face cut off here, but it it kind of reminds me of that Joker. Yeah. Uh, so this one is taking place uh, supposedly in that nightmare uh, that was from uh, Batman v Superman, where Batman had that vision of like the the future of the city. It all kind of looked like. It was West and Dusty and that Superman ruled everything. Apparently it's going back to that realm, that idea. And this is where we see this Joker. Uh, So the idea is that this takes place in the future. Uh, I was reading about like why we don't see his tattoo, specifically the damage tattoo. And uh, Zack Snyder was saying that like, I don't know. I think the fact that we've got this Joker, Jared Leto playing this Joker is more important than where'd his tattoo go. In which case, as the internet, I feel like we're all responding with, yeah, but where did his tattoo go? Like, <laughs> you're right. Where did his tattoo you're go? You're right. But where did the tattoo go? <laughs> um, we asked the question, and, we want the answer. <laughs> and then he said that it might be like this Joker. This Joker is obviously wearing a lot more makeup on his face. It's smeared his face a lot more pasty white here uh it may very well be that it's covered under white makeup so it's still there this is supposed to take place in the future maybe he got it removed i doubt that the joker is the type of person that really cares about like tattoo removal but honestly though i didn't know he was the type of person that cared about tattoos to begin with so that's (laughs) there's also that (laughs) far be it for me to judge him for getting one removed (laughs) Yeah, uh, I do like this. Vernon's got a good point here. Am I the only one who thinks that if Leto had his own runner, it would be one of absolutely. Leto is a fantastic actor, and he's done very good with very like off the wall characters. Um, I think like if he had full control of the Joker, it would have been phenomenal, and he would have done a fantastic job. What do you think? Really, you are vocal tonight. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I I would have liked to have seen like exactly what that would have looked like. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jared Leto was one of those like I, I go back to Heath Ledger when Heath Ledger was announced as a Joker, we were all like, mm, "What? Mm, really? That doesn't sound right. I don't know what you're planning." And then we saw it, and we were all blown away and loved Heath Ledger's Joker. And then Jared Leto, you know, down the road gets announced as Joker, and we're like, you know what? I can actually see that. I think Jared Leto could pull off Joker. I'm I'm game to see what happens. I'm into it. And then they showed him off. We're like, mm, what? What? He's got gang tattoos on his face. What the hell? What? Why? What are you all doing? <laughs> and it's kind of like the complete opposite of Heath Ledger. Now I see these images, and I'm like, you know what? This is this feels at least from these images, it feels a little bit more like the Joker that we should have gotten. Uh, in Suicide Squad, and that Joker should have been the villain of Suicide Squad, but that's neither here nor there. So that's uh, 
I feel okay with this. I mean, again, it's I'm reserving a whole lot of judgment for the Snyder Cut right now because, to be honest, we probably shouldn't even be getting this anyway, and we just are. So, like, why my why would I go out of my way to judge too much about it right now? It's it's the cherry on top of the sundae that I didn't ask for, but got anyway in love. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. And if this Joker, this version of Leto's Joker turns out to be good, then I'm going to really wish that they uh, move forward with the continuity from this version of Justice League. And they probably won't. Um, that's the thing, though, is like, oh, I know as a collective consciousness, the entire internet really does not like the Suicide Squad Joker. And like what I'm wondering is after this comes out, say he does as well as he looks like he might here. Are we going to be rejudging it? Like, do we judge it based off of his complete portrayal of Joker, this one and the suicide squad? And we put him in the perspective of like, well, that was him during this story. This is the same person, same Joker, same everything. This is just him over here now with having to deal with this scenario, this story. Do we put that all in one or do we still like, are we going to be judging it? Like, which one was better, Jared Leto A or Jared Leto B? Well, B was better than, say, Jack Nicholson's, but A is nowhere near. Like, are we going to start ranking them that way? Yeah, because I can't get the ah, 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 laugh out of my head. Either. I can't. I, I hate the. Uh, you don't want beef? No beef. You no want beef? beef? No beef. beef. Like uh, I, every time he, I, I, I watch that, uh, I hear him say that. I'm like, ugh, it's just so cringy. Just ugh, no beef, no beef, cringe. no beef, cringe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I can't stand that line. <laughs> so I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm just at this point I feel like we we beat a dead horse with this kind of thing, but I'm I'm just waiting honestly for the DCEU to get a super producer and a super writer. The producer who has a clear vision of what to do going forward and the writer who can write the one or two lines necessary to make everything make sense cohesively together. That might be asking for too much, but at least the producer is necessary here. Hey, you know, there's one Kevin Feige out there. There could be a second. I mean, 7.5 billion people in this world. There's got to be at least one other person that knows how to produce and put together comic book movies within a singular comic book universe. There just has to. I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Kevin Feige to show up at WB's doorstep wearing a mustache and his baseball cap turned backwards going, hi, I'm Schmevin Schmeige. I'm here to <laughs> fix your movies. What, what was it a com- I think it was like a Mountain Dew commercial with uh Jim Gaffigan where he he was like doing some like customer service thing the customer, he's playing the the employee and the customer's like I want to talk to your boss and so he puts on a hat turns back to the customer he's like what <laughs> like yeah. changes his entire attitude that's what we need is the is Kevin Feige doing that kind of thing <laughs> Like, oh, DC, you're so dark and moody. <laughs> Freaking Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. But yeah, uh, that looks interesting. We'll see. We'll see what role Joker actually plays in this and uh, if it's good or not. Uh, I mean, Rachel had it had it right here. I'm going for whatever gets in my way. I'm done having an opinion. I'm not going to really hold an opinion on Snap Cut until after I see it. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of like, eh, it's a decision. 
But again, like I said, this isn't necessarily a movie we should have gotten, so I'll reserve the opinions for movies we probably shouldn't have gotten until after I see them. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. It's good. That does that does it for our DC Comics talk. Now it's time to move back into the Marvel universe with Marvel. Well, before we get into Not Marvel, quite. let's talk about let's talk about its parent company, Disney. Uh, Disney uh, decided to make a decision today, and they have they have successfully axed like Steppenwolf did to some Amazonians. Uh, they have axed Blue Sky Studios Animation. Uh, those of y'all who are not familiar, Blue Sky Studios uh, worked with Fox movies and produced movies such as Ice Age, The Spies in the Skies, Rio. What else is on this list? Is that it? They did That's all I wrote movie. down. Uh, yeah. They did uh, yeah. robots also. They did, yeah. they did robots. They did, uh, I believe it was Horton Hears a Who, um, which I think that means they also did, I believe, the Lorax and probably the, the new Grinch movie. Yeah. So they've been working on a lot, even recently, like their most recent one being, I believe, Spies in Disguise. So it's uh, it's interesting because Disney Plus during the investor during the investor meeting, they announced that there's a, an Ice Age, uh, an Ice Age show spinoff yeah. show coming to Disney Plus. Um, so they are planning on using those characters. They just moved them out of the Blue Sky Animation House, and which I get it. So. From a per, from a business perspective, it makes sense. Why would you hold on to one animation house when you already have like two two other animation houses under your brand already? I mean, besides Disney Animation, they also got Pixar. Like, I understand why it's not necessary to hold on Blue Sky. Uh, I think the issue and the problem why this is such big news right now is that they are shutting down an entire studio essentially while we're still in a pandemic, leaving a lot of people who had jobs out of jobs. Mm. Which again, this comes back to the the situation where, you know, we look back when Disney acquired Fox going, cool, we're gonna get our X-Men and Fantastic Four finally. And then but you also had to balance that with the yeah, but a lot of people are losing their jobs because redundancy is not necessary in companies sometimes it's kind of wastes money so to speak so it's going to be an interesting one um hopefully these people find jobs <laughs> and, and that's the thing is unfortunately when you get mergers like this uh it, big mergers like disney and fox that usually typically does unfortunately uh produce layoffs from one end or the other uh, I know, like, I was very much a part of the Sears and Kmart merger way back in the early 2000s. I was an employee of Sears at the time, and that happened. I know I saw, like, a lot of, like, Kmart employees uh, through, like, the internet that we had at work. Uh, a, a lot of announcements of them being laid off because of the partnership and a couple other things, like, from Sears as well. Uh, but yeah, big mergers like that, typically you do unfortunately have to let people go. And it, it make, again, like you were saying, business-wise makes sense for Disney. Why pay another animation studio to do it? Yeah. So that's a, so, so far they announced that, yeah, they did announce a, a streaming series, 
that takes place in the Ice Age universe. I don't know, like, are they going to announce continuing the Ice Age movies? Because, like, I haven't watched the last one or two. How many of them are there? Like, I think there's, like, about as many of them as there is Land Before Time. And, in fact, they should meet. There's there's a lot more, there's a lot more uh, Land Before Time than there is Ice Age. But I think there's, like, five. Yeah. But so I mean those movies are still they still get very good reviews. They still are very popular with families and kids and stuff. I could see Disney wanting to continue that that franchise. Especially if they do the streaming s- series. And that might be a thing. Going back to here's where we're testing something before we commit to something even bigger. They might throw the streaming series out and then decide whether or not they want to continue uh with the franchise. Yeah, especially exactly. going back to the idea they hadn't spent any money on this. It's kind of like New Mutants. They didn't spend really any money on New Mutants getting it produced. They just all of a sudden owned it. Let's release it and make some cash. But then a pandemic happened. And, well, whatever. <laughs> um, so this is it's it's one of the interesting things. So, so Malcolm in the comments said that he thinks most of the employees will be moved to the Disney Pixar animation branches. Branches. I hope so. Uh, I really do, because I think that's that would be signs of a company treating its employees well. Um, I wish in certain jobs when uh, my store shut down that I got moved to another store with a guaranteed job. That clearly doesn't happen with every company, um, and that's why Toys R Us is out of business. Um, so <laughs> in other talks, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's an, that is an interesting one, and it you know, you do hate to see it, but it's it's back and forth on that one for me. Like, obviously, you know, if we could find out and know that these people still have jobs, they're still going to be okay, then cool, fine, shut it down. Obviously, it's a redundancy. You don't need it. But, you know, if they don't, then it's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. You know, I I, I don't have the, the big business brain, so I don't know, you know, what Disney did in preparation for that, if they made some kind of announcement, you know, early enough for the individuals who work for the company to, to start looking for another position, start looking for another job. And then they, and then they, they, they broke it upon them later. I, I don't think most companies work that way. I think it's, Hey, within the next week or so, we're planning on shutting this down. And that's typically how it works. You've got, if you want to have a seamless transition, you've got about a week to find a new job. And most people I know can't do that can't really find a new job in a week. So I don't know. Hopefully they got moved to like Pixar and, and, and the Disney animation, but it's, it's, it's an interesting one though. Cause that, that was like a, that was actually a pretty big animation house. So yeah. Ooh. So there we go. Uh, we've got uh, the chat saying five, six, uh, five now. With the Avengers, Avengers of Buckwild, Buckwild. That's uh, and then Garthus. That's the streaming show. Garth is I saying that there's four, fourteen Land Before Time movies. So that's a lot of Land Before Time movies. As we no, I'm, not the joke. Joke. I'm not making the joke. <laughs> we should have reached time by now. There you go. There, that was the joke. joke. It, this is a joke that we've said in our family a lot. So. That's why he was waiting for that. I came up with that joke ages ago. 
<laughs> Welcome to the family, y'all. Y'all now know our our jokes about movies. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, Vernon. I'll put it in the Discord. Yes, if y'all would like to see this picture of Vernon getting a photo with E.T. outside of Sears from back in the day, join the Discord. You can hop on to patreon.com slash cinefanatics at the $1 tier, and you'll have access to Discord while we build a community, thus allowing you to see pictures of Vernon with E.T. in front of a Sears back in the day. Well worth at least a dollar. I mean, that is not worth your dollar. I don't know what you're spending a dollar on. Seriously. Come on. Come Thank on. you, Vernon. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's it's probably been there and gotten revived and killed again, so it's probably due another death here pretty soon. Uh, it's like Loki. I, I think I think one. I think it was only the first one was the only one that was theatrically released. I don't think the second one was. Now, next question, while we're on this train of thought, how many Airbud movies have there been? And yes, I'm counting Air Buddies. Oh, how many geez. of those were theatrically released? Uh, the first the first two Airbuds were theatrically released. Uh, all the rest of them have been direct to video since, yeah. including Air Buddies. I don't think any of the Air Buddies were theatrically released either. I so. tell you what, I love me some good old Santa Paws. Uh, nice oh, little holiday, yeah. holiday watch. Anyway, so now we can now move we on can to Marvel. Move to Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so going into Marvel, uh, it was reported uh, by uh, Tom Holland. So here we go. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, that he has been filming this third Spider-Man movie, Homecoming, or Place Like Home, or Home Worlds, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll be he's home been for Christmas. filming this. Yeah, and has seen no hide nor hair of Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield on set. So therefore, he is debunking the rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie. I mean, how how more how more of a direct uh, inside information can you get than the star of the movie? If Tobey Maguire. Except yeah, the star if, of the movie is the one who's known for leaking stuff. That's what I'm saying. If Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in this movie, we probably actually would have known for sure like a long time ago. Because uh, <laughs> he would have told us right before he started filming it. What I'm wondering is if they're keeping like the two actors like under like a cloak or something so Tom Holland can't see him. So even Tom Holland doesn't know that they're in his movie. Like, Look. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be too far past what they do. I mean, how much of his script did he get from Infinity War and Endgame? Very little of his script did he actually see for Infinity War and Endgame. So, like, he couldn't go on the late night rounds and spill too many details. They, it's a legitimate thing. Dude has had his mouth the flapping a little bit before. So Marvel actually keeps him and uh, Mark Ruffalo under lock and key. But, I love the Mark Ruffalo one though. Like, have everyone dies this week, dude? dude. Like, no, not everyone. Uh, ha, uh some people like, yeah, yeah. Like, am I in trouble? Maybe. <laughs> I love Don Cheadle in that. In that, if y'all haven't seen that, like, you have to look up uh, Mark Ruffalo's spilling secrets or whatever. And there's a, a a press thing with him and Don Cheadle, and Don Cheadle just gets after him for accidentally releasing. It's so funny. I love Don, 
Don Cheadle should be his PR person like all the time. And that one was funny because it was actually a, an interview with uh, an ABC news affiliate, which means that Disney was watching the entire time. And if they didn't want him to do that, they wouldn't have put it out on the internet. They would have, yeah. they would have had it stopped. So that was actually a real spoiler for the movie that they went ahead and let slide into public because it's Mark Ruffalo. Why not? That was hilarious. But as far as, uh, as far as like Tom Holland, this Tom Holland situation, um, this reeks of uh, no, no, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't playing Khan. No, of course not. And <laughs> here's my conspiracy yeah. theory: <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is also the one that usually accompanies Tom Holland when they do the press tours, and so Benedict Cumberbatch is the one that's babysitting Tom Holland to make sure he doesn't say anything. Because there's plenty of videos of those two also, and Tom Holland goes to talk, and Benedict Cumberbatch is immediately like, <laughs> and like just covers his mouth. No. Yeah. So he's he's done that I believe a couple of times. Uh but yeah, that's exactly right. Like JJ Abrams famously said that no Benedict Cumberbatch is not playing Khan and then we got Khan anyways. Again, uh, I, I like we can't believe any of these. And like this news keeps dropping constantly and we're like so I mean we don't know. We can't believe. So how are we supposed to like take this with a grain of salt or without, or how are we supposed to believe anything that we hear? Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. Cause like, again, with Marvel movies, they keep things under lock and key. Uh, I don't even know why I said that. Cause I just looked down and Rachel said that in the comics in the comments, I can't even talk. Mm -hmm. um, didn't make me think of that. It just was in my head also. But anyway, Marvel's known for keeping things super secretive. And so that makes me wonder if like, okay, is this just a PR situation to kind of get ahead of it because of that whole situation with the, uh, the, I believe it was the Uber each driver that brought food to Andrew Garfield while he was staying in town during the uh, shoot of the next Spider-Man movie. It's like, okay, what are you here for? If he's, uh, if he's not shooting the Spider-Man movie, why is he in the town the same time as the Spider-Man movie being shot, staying at this hotel and getting Uber Eats delivered to him? So it's like they're trying to get ahead of that news story by going, no, no, he's not in the movie. Neither's now, Toby. Don't worry about it. But he, he, here's the wild idea. Like, would it be, completely throwing this out there, what would be the chances of, like, say, Disney, Sony, whoever is in charge of setting this up, calling up, like, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, like, hey, what are you guys doing right now? And they're all like, quarantining. Like, cool. Would you like to come out and just quarantine over here just so at least some people could see you in the area while we're making this movie? You're not in the movie, but we'll pay you to come, like, spend a weekend or a week out here just no spend a week. Uh, I believe they film it. They're filming in Georgia in Atlanta. Come spend a week out in Atlanta for funsies on us. Just every once in a while pop up in public. So some people see you while they all know that a Spider-Man movie is being made, but you're not in the movie. Like how much uh, do you think that would be something that someone would do? Not at all. Um, that's a fun like thing. To trolling think about. the public. There's, there's no way doing that. 
that'd be hilarious, but there's no way they're doing that. Um, <laughs> that would be next level though, because that I think that's how you get around a lot of these like spoilers getting leaked from a Marvel movie is you just have them trying to uh, be one step ahead and, and do funny things to kind of like, look over here, look over here. We're doing this over here, but look over here kind of a thing. And there's no, like, I feel like the budgets for these movies are so airtight that you don't have the spending money to give to actors to do a situation like that. Like, well, but I'm talking you, about you, you bring them out. It's no contract or anything. You just you just say, "Hey, come. We'll we'll set you up with a hotel. It's a nice hotel. You're not giving them like a million dollars. You're paying for like a light vacation for them. So like, y- you're only spending maybe a couple of hundred or so. I mean, look at yeah. like when we when we've taken trips out to L.A. that we've funded ourselves, as compared to someone else funding it. Does not happen yet? Uh, <laughs> when we go out on like a vacation for something like that, that short, I mean, it's not that much money. That's what they're doing. Like, Hey, are you doing anything right now? No. Cool. Would you like to come out and just come do this? It's not like a, a huge amount of money at all. Hey, I know you're at home comfortable with your family and trying to stay out from the pandemic, but would you like to leave them and come uh, spend two weeks in Georgia? No, that'd be fun. Oh. Once you want, why don't you do it anyway? We need to fool people. So, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, if it was me, I'm the type of person that would probably be on board with doing that. Like, oh, that sounds like fun. Y'all are just trolling everybody. I'm on board with this. I want to do that. I so, think, I think if that's the case, I don't know if you have Tom Holland though. Get out in front of everybody and go. No, they're not in this movie. No, no. I think well, you know. He he's doing it like completely honest. Like he hasn't seen them on set filming this movie. So <laughs> you let you let people continue to believe up until you release a trailer, and then you're like, oh yeah, they're not in this movie. <laughs> no, I they're totally in it. Um, I 100% believe they are going to be in the movie because again, I don't believe they're trolling, and it makes no sense for Andrew Garfield to who's not shooting any other movie to be in charge of this time they're shooting Spider Man three. And he finally yeah. gets to be in a Spider-Man 3. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is, has Andrew Garfield potentially, not Andrew Garfield, has Tom Holland potentially spotted Keanu Reeves on set? Because apparently Keanu Reeves has been uh, asked to portray Craven the Hunter. Uh, now, from what I've read, he's actually going to get his own show. Is what it sounds like. He's getting but a spinoff also, show and not a movie. Well, he's also may potentially be in this movie as well. So, like, he's getting his own show, but he's also going to have like a cameo part in, in this third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, uh, I I like the idea of that only because like. When watching the end of Far From Home, we realized like they they basically outed Spider Man. Said, "Hey, like Tom Holland is Spider Man," and you would think we need to bring in Craven to like hunt him down. That makes complete sense. Uh, but we're just now getting like any kind of a confirmation that anyone anyone was thinking about Craven being a part of these movies at all. So, yeah. uh, so your thoughts on 
do you like Craven being part of the story, and do you want Keanu Reeves to play him? Uh, the hardest thing right now is trying to gleam any kind of insight as to what this story is actually going to look like. Cause you know, we're getting, okay. Electro is going to be a part of it. Doc Ock is going to be a part of it. Uh, maybe the other two Spider-Man a part of it might be some Spider-Verse stuff going on. So we got some multiverse stuff happening, which is going to be connected to WandaVision and Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. So that whole side is a part of it. And, now you're also saying, okay, and then we're going to have Craven in here. Morbius is floating around out here. Venom and Carnage are floating around out here. Vulture and 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 Scorpion are doing their own thing over here. And it's like, okay, let's tie some loose ends together. What are we actually doing here? And that's, that's kind of what I need before I have like any real thoughts. Okay, is Craven going to be a part of this? If the story makes sense for Craven to be a part of it, then cool, I'm down for Craven to be a part of it. You know, I I like the simple basic storyline of Peter Parker is ousted, everyone's after him. He did he did something bad as far as they can tell, and now everyone's hunting him down trying to bring him in and you know, someone like Shield or what Sword or whoever is in control of things whatever agency wants to is hiring this big game hunter. Who's known for bringing, who bringing in like these big hard to get trophies that like he's, he's known for like hunting down and getting his man or his, his prize or, or whatever. I don't know if you can really make Craven a big game hunter in this day and age, but PETA might have something to say about that. But um, Regardless, I, I like the idea of them at least bringing him in to hunt down Spider-Man. Now you're throwing in someone like Doc Ock, Electro, uh, Vulture, Scorpion, Electro aside. You're, you're having these rogues who are animal-based. And what I like is that these rogues are going after Spider-Man, but also Craven going after Spider-Man. And then Craven could also be going after the rogues too. So you have like this triangle where these guys are after Spider-Man, he's after Spider-Man, but he's also after them. And so you have this setup where we, we have different antagonists and they're all like everyone's it's potential to be a mess, but I like the idea of it because it, it provides an interesting dynamic. Um, I don't know if you have that dynamic with the spider stuff. So I don't, I don't really know where Craven fits into the realm of multiple dimensions. If that's really the direction they're going in. So, yeah, and that's the thing is like all we've heard so far about this movie is just like how bogged down it's going to be with so many storylines cuz I mean we're looking at having to deal with like a multiverse type of scenario like Spider-Verse and then yeah. all of these people coming back from previous Spider-Man movies plus having like all the villains all kind of teaming up and I we we know Sony's end game huh is uh to have they always wanted to create a sinister six movie yeah so that's where i feel like that the they're trying to go with this in which case the villains might be kind of like a small part of this craven might be like more of the kind of like what you said he might just be the person that comes in basically like john wick uh like in a suit professional then and at some point like me like at the end of the movie is where he actually goes full on like craven with like the lion vest type of thing to just really yeah. get the thrill of the hunt type type of scenario um but yeah then he might 
his TV show, whatever he's doing, might focus on going after the other villains that are forming the Sinister Six. In which case, then, yeah, that really is a small part of what this movie is. It pertains to this movie. It's relevant, but it's really more of a stepping stone towards more of the Sinister Six Craven TV show that they could yeah. potentially do while leaving this movie mostly anchored by the Spider-Verse idea. I, th I think what's interesting here is that we see these kinds of talks now in the public sphere. These aren't necessarily just kept behind closed doors anymore. Because I don't, as of right now, based on the information I have, I can't see them making a Craven TV show. Uh, where's it going to live? First of all, especially if Sony's the one in charge of it, are they going to are they going to strike some kind of a deal with Disney Plus to start releasing all the Spider Man stuff on Disney Plus? Because I'm down for that. I want my Spider Man Homecoming and Far From Home on Disney Plus with the rest of the Marvel movies. But the issue is like why are we giving Craven a show? Is he going to be a protagonist then in this show? So he's, is he going to be like another, like, well, we got Venom out here. He's kind of a protagonist, but he's been a Spider-Man antagonist. And then like Morbius over there is going to be the protagonist of his movie, I guess. And I don't know. I, I don't know what they do with that. And then on top of that, if they're really trying to push for say like Keanu Reeves to play him, do you actually have Keanu Reeves portraying Craven in a TV show? Like, does is that is that fit within Keanu Reeves' schedule right now? Because the man has actually gotten busier as of late, especially as he's working on more John Wick movies. Is he really going to take Matrix. the time to shoot in Matrix? Yeah, is he really going to take the time to shoot a Craven TV show? I mean, I don't. That doesn't necessarily seem like a big career move forward. That seems more like a lateral career move where you're already at. If and I would agree if we were talking about like 90s on into like the early 2000s or pretty much just 90s 2000s, the idea of doing a TV show is kind of a step back. Uh, which I mean, okay, better example is look at Agents of Shield. Why haven't we seen a lot more people from the Marvel movies in the Agents of Shield TV show? Uh, we saw, um, <laughs> Maria, we saw Maria Hill like once or twice. We saw Sif like once or twice. That was it, roughly. We really Nick didn't Fury. see anyone else. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Nick Fury popped up like <laughs> once, uh, and then of yeah. course Colson. But I mean, he was killed off in the movie, so uh, he's he has to do the TV show, otherwise he doesn't pop up anymore at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing a TV show was a step back. Now we're in the age. You go and you look at what Mandalorian has done, what WandaVision is doing. And we are seeing these shows that are hitting this, this movie level of a TV show. The production for these shows are bigger. The budget is bigger. The effects are bigger. They all, everything looks like it's pretty much a movie only just in smaller time frames. So I didn't even realize what was happening thanks, until Garth. Thanks Lola. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> smack your bed and stop her no if she's going to be up there I want her to be clean <laughs> fair enough okay um, anyway so wait, yeah. wait till they donate a dollar at least jeez <laughs> you gotta earn that you gotta pay for pay for the goods um, so wow <laughs> warning graphic content viewer discretion is advised 
so much for monetizing this video. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm really kind of over Sony's hand and everything. And Sony's like, Sony's hand being in the Spider-Man cookie jar, I really want them to completely give the cookie jar back over to Marvel, especially now that Marvel's got X-Men back. They've got Fantastic Four back. I mean, you've got you've got maybe some rights with Hulk still being up in the air. You know, what do you do with, you know, dis distribution rights and everything there? But, um, and then Spider-Man's still, you know, a partnership with Sony. I'm just really ready for Sony to kind of just let it go. <laughs> like I'm tired of this whole, this whole, uh, we want to build out our spider verse over here. So we're going to give every single one of his rogues their own movie. Yeah. Or TV show. And it's like, I don't want this. I don't, I didn't want a Venom movie. It was fine. It was very fine. I don't want a Venom movie. And I really don't want a Carnage sequel with Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. I want Venom and Carnage to be Spider-Man bad guys. And I want that to exist in a Spider-Man movie. That's what I want. Although I will I will say out of all like the villains and stuff, I think Venom is probably the main, the only one I could see really getting his own spinoff movie. If it was done properly with the, the actual origin connecting to Spider-Man. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't mind how they did it, but I, I do kind of miss that, that Spider-Man connection to them. Uh, otherwise I thought the Venom movie was actually very well done, but. Venom is one of those properties that I think I could see going by way of like Loki. Introduce him in a mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie, let him be a big bad for Spider-Man for a movie, then let him have a revelation of goodness or what have you, whatever Venom decides he wants to be good all of a sudden, and then let him, you know, partner up, be a good guy in a, in another Spider-Man movie, maybe up against Carnage. Let that happen. And then let Venom spin off into into his own like Disney plus series like Loki. Then that, that works for me do that. But don't, I don't like the fact that they made a Venom movie before he even had a chance to shine as a Spider-Man villain first. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of same, same thoughts on Craven, like cool, put him in the movie, but I don't know if Craven's the character I want to have a TV show off of. I'm super negative about this. <laughs> it just if they go the route kind of like what I was saying, if they go the route where like it, the whole show is him hunting down like these other villains, like the Sinister Six. Say he he has a TV show where he's trying to hunt them down, and it leads to the actual Sinister Six movie. It might be a good idea. Uh, at, at least that just the, the idea of that storyline. There could possibly be something there. I'm just not creative enough to flesh out the story more than that. But I mean, possibly. I mean, he's more of a bounty hunter than he is really a hunter. So I kind of like that idea. But yeah. then, yeah, it's basically John Wick <laughs> instead of Sergey Kravenoff. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, um, I like the casting. I like the casting as Keanu Reeves. I know a lot of people were uh, saying uh, Jason Momoa would be a good one, or uh, who was the other one? Uh, Carl Carl Urban as Carl Craven. Urban would be great. Both, I, both I, could, good I could see I could see any of them doing that. But yeah, I I kind of like the Keanu Reeves as well. So I mean, if you want like left field casting, I would say you, you could even put someone like Vinnie Jones in that role. 
and that might be fine. But uh, maybe like uh, ten years ago, <laughs> ten fifteen years ago, I think that would like prime Vinnie Jones would have been great. But I don't know about yeah. now. Anyways, uh, so that's gonna do it for that news. Um, I mean, briefly, here's the neither one of us are like Dungeons and Dragons fans. Uh, but yeah, Michelle Rodriguez and uh, what's his name, Justice Smith, Smith, are gonna be are gonna be in the uh, the Chris Pine Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, I know we touched upon Chris Pine being in a Dungeons and Dragons movie before, and that's what we were saying. I think even back then, like fantasy stuff like that, and not being big Dungeons and Dragons players, really not like what we're used to of course uh, having a movie channel we're going to have to look into it and probably talk upon it um yeah. but yeah uh as of right now i don't know who they're playing if they're playing any known characters i don't know if there's actually known characters in the dungeons and dragons game or property yeah, uh, yeah. so i don't um, know who they're playing or what their role is so i mean for me until i see a trailer to show me otherwise i'm kind of i'm kind of feeling the uh warcraft vibes over all of this i mean obviously like i feel like chris pine and michelle rodriguez well maybe uh, at least chris pine anyway is a is a more widely known actor than some of the other than the other people who are say like in warcraft but this is the same kind of it's the same kind of mold for me so uh i might be interested in it if a trailer pops out and it looks pretty dang good um mm -hmm. i'll be all all on board that but i'm kind of uh, opinions are you know with this casting it's not a bad cast i like chris pine i like michelle rodriguez and i like justice smith so it's not bad um i'll 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 wait to see what they do with like a a trailer and everything for it before i uh, give like a mm, this doesn't look good or hey, this looks great kind of a situation yeah um, but anyways, I think that's that's about it for tonight. Um, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff to cover. So, oh yeah, uh, we're gonna start wrapping up. Uh, if y'all have any other questions, comments, drop those in the chat, drop them in the Streamlab super chat, anything. Uh, let's start wrapping this up. We're gonna go back to plugging stuff real quick. Uh, again, patreon.com slash cinefanatics on the 17th of this month will be the movie trivia scrimmage session. That's your thematic tier on there. If you're on the the do tier uh, or higher, uh, you can come join us for the watch along, which is going to be coming to America. That's going to be on the 27th. Uh, we'll be doing that right before uh, coming to America comes out. So yeah. join us for that watch along. That's a fantastic movie. I love that movie. It's going to be a fun watch along. I already know a lot of laughing, a lot of oh, man, jokes, commentary. Everything's going to be good. <laughs> Freeze you disease rhinoceros pizzle. Can I say that? <laughs> it's a, it, it's, it's a really good movie. It's a nice classic comedy. Uh, you know, loved James Earl Jones in it. And, and uh, just, it's amazing. Like, you know, obviously, like part of Eddie Murphy's shtick being that he's playing so many different characters, and Arsenio Hall does the same thing. So it's 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 fun to see where they pop up multiple times within that movie and, and all that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun watch along, for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that that's gonna be on Patreon. Uh, coming out Thursday. Uh, as I announced earlier, 
we're moving our ranking videos. So our ranking videos are going to start coming out on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. On this coming Thursday will be our top 10 rom-com movies. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun because there's going to be a lot of movies that you probably are not, I would say what, not necessarily thinking are just straightforward rom-com. And then some definitely straightforward rom-coms that are going to be on there. It's a nice little mix of like, ah, okay. I, I like what these guys are doing type of thing. Or at least that's what I'm hoping that's your what you're thinking. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm the one behind here. Anyways, what do you think? Yeah, ranking video coming out. Great word vomit. Top tier, top Fantastic. tier comment. Good job. Um, and then Friday is the WandaVision uh, review, discussion, Easter egg, breakdown. That show is getting so good, and I cannot wait to see I, what's happening with this next with this next one. So I literally look forward every week to one watching and then two talking about it the next mm -hmm. night. So uh, that that these this WandaVision uh, review Easter egg discussion situation whatever breakdown thing that we do this has been like one of the highlights of my weeks lately. So if you guys already aren't like keeping up with it and then coming over and watching us talk about it, you are missing out. Honestly, I will tell you this honestly, you're missing out because we're having a lot of fun discussing all the odd and in stuff that's happening within it, especially since. Uh, him more than me comes from a comic background, so he's able to bring up ideas and theories of things that uh, I didn't know of yet. And then me too, I'm also able to kind of look in and be like, okay, but what if maybe this is happening with the character? And I like breaking down maybe character motives and stuff. All sorts of uh, yeah, push his glasses up. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to be talking about one of it. No, uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please, please come hang out with us this Friday. I think we usually do that at 9 Central Time, so 7 Pacific and 10 Eastern. So live. Live and in your face. Yeah. And I think that's it for the plugs. I don't think of anything else. Uh, Malcolm is asking, what's your favorite 60s musical? Um, so <laughs> this is going to be hard because I got like three. Uh, right off the bat, like my first thought was, uh, oh, Mary Poppins. Loved Mary Poppins growing up. Uh, I still love Mary Poppins. Uh, the the newer one, eh, uh, it, was, uh, it was all right, but it wasn't the original. And the original is classic. Um, but the other ones that I feel like compete with that, I would say, is going to be Sound of Music, uh, which That's I mean, me. classic. Uh, and then the other one that I say is going to compete with that would be Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, because that's also very classic. Another one that I kind of grew up watching a lot. So uh, I would have to put that down as my three. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I go with Sound of Music. It's just it's a comfort classic. I would say it's you don't you don't watch that one without going. Oh, I feel good about my life choices right now. Just watching this movie and just feeling good about it. And that's. It, it is. It's, I mean, for me, that's that's just like a big classic. Uh, should take that note also to say, uh, because we're bringing up Sound of Music, uh, rest in peace to Christopher Plummer. I know we haven't been able to bring oh, that up on the show. Right. Uh, that happened before before this show. So that's that's kind of a big uh, kind of that's a big deal. That's a big that's a big loss for us. He was quite a legendary actor with such a wide range of of movies in his in his uh, filmography. 
someone that you know obviously you know i believe he was uh 90 or in his in his 90s so he 92 yeah 92 like the man the man worked until until his last days he had such a huge work ethic and to see him like even for that movie where he uh, filled in the spot for kevin spacey like he came out shot that thing in a matter of weeks in his 80s just the work like that's that's inspirational enough that he just came in and filled in the gap real quick like that's huge so uh that is that is a very big big loss for the for the movie world and for for all of us so we did want to take a moment real quick just say rest in peace to the legend that is christopher Plummer. yeah uh, I like I unfortunately I didn't watch Sound of Music way back when when I should have. Uh, mm-hmm. I have definitely watched Sound of Music for the first time since starting this channel, and it like it's amazing. Like, I had to go back and rewatch because Christopher Plummer had like he had a totally different look back then to how I was used to him nowadays. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those like he's gotten like a def- definitely a, a refined look to him as he has gotten older. And he looks nothing like his younger self. So it kind of shocked me that it was Christopher Plummer way back when in Sound of Music. But also going back and looking at it, like, man, he did such a good job in that movie. Because I had to take out of my mind, it's not the Christopher Plummer that I was used to seeing in more modern movies. And yeah. I, like, I love that movie. It, it, what was really nice about it is I already knew all the music, too, <laughs> before it watching would, uh... it. <laughs> It would it would be interesting to do a Christopher Plummer double feature where you watch Sound of Music with Knives Out, and you kind of get him in his yeah. younger days and him like within one of his last films that he did. So that would be yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. And I believe he actually, if I remember correctly, he won the Oscar for um, that movie that he took over Kevin Spacey's role. Uh, All the money in the world. The name of the movie. Yeah. All yeah, the money. I in believe the world. he he won the Oscar for that. Um, which is funny because of Christopher Plummer was the best Kevin Spacey ever. <laughs> Jokes aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely great actor. Um, he would be missed. Go, but yep. Anyway, he, he, he had a full career, full life. So yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, anyways, that's, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, thank you all for watching all of y'all in the chat. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, I, I like that. Like during this entire, the entire time we were live, we stayed like steady with like the seven, eight people here. So thank y'all for being here. Thank y'all for watching this all the way through. Uh, we very much appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we hope y'all will continue to watch the rest of our stuff. Let us know what you think of it. Um, let us know in the chats, comments, Twitter, all those places. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow us at Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Robert Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Chris Adams MLP. Go straight here on Twitter and Instagram. That's what those little symbols mean. Anyway. Oh, really? Fantastic. Yeah. So you can see everything Anyways. that we're doing over there on the social medias there. So go, go. If you haven't followed us yet, go follow us on all those places. All sorts of fun stuff that we're we're doing and having fun over on the uh, on on the interwebs on the social medias. Is that Gary Busey again? No, that sounded like Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, again, keep your eyes open. This channel on Thursday, our top ten rom com movies. Let us know what you think of those. And otherwise, we will see you live again 
Friday night for one division. Uh, as for myself, as for my brother, thank y'all for watching. All of y'all have a fantastic night. We will see y'all later. Good night. Deuces.